Will TJ Watt break the single season sack record? Who right now is the best defense in the NFL? That and more on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, and we're coming off a wild week three of the NFL. I mean, the Dolphins with the 70 points against the Broncos. That was crazy. Speaking of the Dolphins, that was brutal to watch. The way that they just destroyed that Broncos defense was incredible. Devon Chan with four touchdowns, Raheem Mostert with four touchdowns. Um, Tyreek Hill had the touchdown. Robbie, Robbie Chosen even had a touchdown at the end. It wasn't really the Broncos' offense's fault. It was just that the Dolphins are the best offense in the NFL right now. The Dolphins are overpowering. Tua looks incredible. Their run game looks incredible now. And Jeff Wilson is still injured. And when he comes back, that could make it even better, which is kind of crazy to think about. They have so much speed. And this game, they did it without Jalen Waddell, who is arguably one of the better receivers in the league and one of the fastest for sure. Now on the Broncos side, there are going to be some questions people are going to ask about Russell Wilson, even though he wasn't awful in this game. But a lot of it's going to fall on if Sean Payton will stay as the Broncos coach, whether that's him getting fired, him resigning or quitting, or just leaving at the end of the season. He does have a eight-year contract, and they do have their own first-round pick, so they are in tank mode this year. Maybe go get one of the guys like Caleb Williams, Drake May, because this, this college football, this quarterback class is unbelievable, and I'm going to actually talk about it a little bit later. But Sean Payton's on the hot seat right now, and there's no way else to put it. Also around the league, some other performances that really stood out to me. Justin Herbert was awesome in this game. He looked amazing. And even though there was some very questionable decisions by Brandon Staley, who I don't think should be that head coach, like when he went for it on fourth down and one, just because it was a 4% better win win probability chance than if they punted there, I think that was really not a smart decision. Yes, the Vikings messed up and didn't spike the ball, but that's a whole other thing. The Vikings are a mess right now. And after being 11-0 in one-score games last year, the Vikings are now 0-3 in one-score games. But back to Justin Herbert. He looked awesome in this game. He threw for 405 yards. He had three touchdown passes. Keenan Allen had a touchdown pass, who has been awesome this season. Yeah, it, it sucks to see Mike Williams get hurt again. He's going to miss the whole season, but Quentin Johnson's the next man up and hopefully he can be a huge boost to that offense, but I'm still not sold on the Chargers, especially with the AFC right now. When you have the Bills, you have the Dolphins, you have the Chiefs, maybe the Bengals are back after last night, but we'll see about that. And I don't think the Chargers are that team that's going to be deep in the playoffs unless something drastic happens. Also this week, it was another great game on the ground from DeAndre Swift. He, last week, he set a career high in rushing yards. This week, he had 130 rushing yards. He didn't score a touchdown, but he looked great uh, against that Bucks defense, who so far this year have been pretty good against the run. And yeah, the Eagles are just overpowering that game. When I watched that game last night, one throw that Hurts made when he was getting pressured, and he threw it while getting hit to Zacchaeus for the touchdown after the play broke down, that was screaming one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Hertz is amazing. Hertz looks back to what he was last year. And I'm a Giants fan. I don't really like the Eagles, but it is fun to watch to see what that offense can do. And their defense is amazing. Jalen Carter has looked incredible. Uh, Sunday night, Devontae Adams had a great game. He looked awesome with 172 yards, two touchdowns on 13 catches. 
But on the other side of the ball for the Steelers, Kenny Pickett did look better. They were playing a defense that wasn't one of maybe the top two defenses in the league in the Niners and the Browns. But with uh, the Steelers, TJ Watt right now is on pace to break uh, him and Michael Strahan's tied sack record in a single season. He is averaging two a week right now. He has six. He's leading the league, and he looks incredible. Speaking of defense, um, the Browns' defense is the best defense in the league. Uh, this week, they let up 94 yards to the Titans. And yeah, it's the Titans, and the Titans' offense has not looked great this season. Derrick Henry has not looked good, which is a little bit surprising. I don't really know what's going on. I think it's either a nagging toe injury, or he's just old and is losing a step. But... Ty J. Spears has been outsnapping him. He's outsnapped him two of the three weeks so far this season. Uh, back to the Browns defense, though. Miles Garrett is one of the top four or five defensive players in the league. He's incredible. Their cornerback duo is so fast, and they're so locked down. You have Denzel Ward and Greg Newsome, the best cornerback duo in the league right now. Right now, Ward is playing like the best corner in the league. He's been so amazing. I really want to see what it's like when they play um, an actual really good offense because, yeah, in week one, the Bengals weren't what the Bengals are known as. So I really want to see that. And yeah, this Browns defense is, it's hard, it's hard to play against them. They're good. Uh, You can't overpower them. You can't beat them with speed. They're just tough grinding out football. Um, A lot of people are saying they remind them of the 85 bears, but it is very early and it's only been three weeks, but right now they're letting up on average, 90 yards total less than the next best defense based on yards allowed, which is the Bills. The Browns are letting up 163.7 yards per game right now, which is incredible. And if that lasts, that would be something to really keep an eye on. Um, now this week, joining my three sack club, we have three players and the first player to have more than three sacks in a single game. And that's Miles Garrett, who had three and a half sacks. Yes, it's only a half a sack more than three, but... He is in my three-sack club now. As I mentioned before, Miles Garrett is amazing to watch. He's an amazing player, and he will disrupt any offensive line that he's playing against. The other two players are Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens, a safety getting on this list, which is kind of interesting. And then you have Rashawn Gary of the Green Bay Packers, who I love as a player. I think he's awesome. Last year he was hurt, and now he's back, and he looks better than ever. This week there were five games that the spread was a touchdown or more. Only two of those teams favored by a touchdown or more actually won, those being the Niners and the Chiefs. The Cowboys were 12.5-point favorites against the Cardinals, and they lost. Dak in that game made some awful decisions, and Josh Dobbs looked like he's not the worst quarterback in the league, Uh, Zach Wilson. But the Cardinals looked good, and there was some talk that the Cardinals were just going to play hard in the first half and then throw away the game in the second half because it looked like that last week, but... They won the game, and they looked like the better team in this game, which was kind of shocking. Um, One of the other games, the Colts-Ravens, which was very surprising, especially after Gardner Minshew pulled Dan Orlovsky and stepped out the back of the end zone, yet the Ravens still couldn't win the game, and then the Colts won in overtime. Matt Gay being the first player in NFL history to have four more field goals of 50-plus yards in the same game. He looked awesome. I know it's a kicker, but still, it's it's a really cool record. Minshew didn't look awful. Uh, Zach Moss running the ball looked really good as well. And that AFC South division is wide open because the next game I'm going to talk about is Texans-Jaguars. I thought the Jaguars were going to blow out the Texans in this game. 
but it was the complete opposite. C.J. Stroud looks like a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. He looks amazing. Nico Collins and Tank Dell look like two legit receiving threats. Damian Pierce in this game looks better. The Texans' defense looks solid. Will Anderson blocked a field goal, which I love seeing rookies do things like that. And the Jaguars' offense wasn't good today. Trevor Lawrence was not good. C.J. Stroud was amazing, though. He is, right now, breaking a lot of records when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. He's third in most passing yards through first three career games. And he's ahead of Mahomes in that category and Andrew Luck, which is really impressive. Stroud is looks like the odds-on favorite for winning Offensive Rookie of the Year right now, as he should. And the Texans right now could go win that division because it feels very wide open, especially with how poorly the Jaguars have been playing. And D'Amico Ryan, he looks like he's going to be a good coach. He He's coached this team well, and if Stroud can get a real offensive line to protect him, this team in the next few years could be very, very good. One more game I want to talk about before I move on to talking about some college football is the Chiefs-Bears game. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL by far. Yes, I know the Broncos got absolutely blown out and lost by 50, but the Bears are terrible. Justin Fields is not good. Their coach is not good. They are not good on offense. They're not good on defense. And it's just bad. That team is not good. When Bears fans focus more on Taylor Swift being at the game because she's dating Travis Kelsey rather than their own team completely failing on that game, it's kind of crazy just to see how much the fans have given up on this team, and rightfully so, because they look awful. They do have two first-round picks this year. They have their own and the Panthers. Both the teams are 0-3, so that could be good for them, but it's just a dumpster fire right now, and I'm not even going to get into what happened with their defensive coordinator. That's a whole other situation, but I don't need to talk about it. Now, some college football. I always love the NFL draft, and... This year, I've been watching college football more than I have in the past years, and I'm so happy that this is the year I'm really, really getting into it because this quarterback class is unbelievable. Caleb Williams looks like one of the best quarterback prospects coming out of college ever. Drake May also looks great. Then you have people like Michael Penix, you have Quinn Ewers, you have Bo Nix, all look great. Shadur Sanders, if he declares this year, is Probably going to be a high mid to high first round pick, but I think it looks like Dion is going to keep his son there for another year. You also have guys like Riley Leonard, JJ McCarthy, Jordan Travis, Jaden Daniels, Spencer Rattler, Cam Ward. It's just these guys all look like they could be NFL quarterbacks. I know a lot of that might be me overhyping them, but from what I've seen, a lot of these players look really good, and I'm very excited, especially to watch the end of the college football season as some of these teams' schedules get very interesting. Like Washington has a very tough schedule. USC plays a bunch of good teams. Uh, It's just, it's amazing and I'm loving it right now. Also in this draft class, you have one of the best wide receiver prospects ever too. Uh, In Marvin Harrison Jr. He's getting compared to coming out of college, uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Johnson. He's a 6'4" player who is a freak. He's amazing. 
He's such a good player to watch. He's so fun. It's amazing how he just always can somehow find the ball, win those 50-50s. Uh, speaking of winning 50-50s, Keon Coleman out of Florida State has been amazing at that. Uh, not to mention the other Florida State receiver, 6'7", Johnny Wilson. Very interesting there, too. Not really common to see a 6'7 wide receiver, but it's awesome. Uh, Romo Dunes out of Washington and Jalen McMillan also out of Washington. They've both been playing out of their minds with Penix at quarterback. Um, then you have Malik Neighbors on LSU. You have Troy Franklin on Oregon. On USC, there's some receivers that aren't even in this draft, like Brendan Rice and then Zachariah Branch. And then the duo on Texas of Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell. But when it also comes to other pass catchers in this draft, there are two tight ends who are really, really good prospects. Brock Bowers looks like one of the best tight end prospects of the past decade. And then you also have Jatavion Sanders out of Texas, who also looks like he could be a very good tight end in the league. On the defensive side of the ball, Jared Verse, he could have declared last year and he probably would have been a first round pick, but he's such a good edge rusher. He's such a good player. He looks awesome when you watch the tape on him. And I think he could be a top five pick. He's I feel like he's almost a lock for a top 10 pick right now, unless an injury happens. Uh, at Alabama, you have Dallas Turner, who is a, he has a lot of physical skills if he develops a little bit more. Washington, you have Braylon Trice and Zion Tupolo-Fatui. On Ohio State, you have JT Tui-Molo and Jack Sawyer. And not to forget, Laitu Latu of UCLA. I'm really excited for this draft class, and... It's only three weeks into the NFL season. It's four weeks into the college football season. I'm already getting myself hyped up about this college class because it's that insane. It's, I, in my opinion, much better than last year's class, even though there are some very good players like Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, Bijan Robinson, and so many more. But right now, this upcoming class for 2024 looks like it's going to be incredible and one of the best classes of the past decade or even ever. I know that's a big thing to say, but I have that much faith in this, and this class looks so good, especially at a lot of the skill positions. And lastly, before I end up the episode, going back to the NFL, this week's Jacob's Jugular. Tank Dell is the best wide receiver in the 2023 draft class. After he got drafted and I went back, watched some, some of what he did at Houston. He's a great player. And then preseason, he looked really good too. And in the NFL, in his first game as the wide receiver four on the roster, he had four targets. And then from there, it went up, up. And then this past week, he was awesome. CJ Stroud looks like he's going to be their franchise QB there. And having Tank Dell there with him, it's such a great great duo. Tank Dell, I love as a player. He's a physical receiver, but he's also fast. And when you watch him out there, he looks like an experienced NFL wide receiver, not a rookie. That's all for today. Thank you for listening to the Charlie Jacobs podcast. I'll be back next week for my recap of week four of the NFL season.